passengers, may I have your attention, please? Take your seats and secure your seatbelt. The ride you're about to take will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. They are the mics on mics, and this is Drive-By. The Mike's on Mike's, and this is the best wrestling podcast you haven't heard of until now. How the hell's it going, Mike? Uh, it's going pretty good, man. Going pretty good. This week's almost over. Ooh, well, that's a that's a different take than the last few weeks, is it not? Uh, yeah, man. It's like, it, it, you know, the last few weeks have been kind of shitty. But, I mean, this week ain't been great, but it ain't been awful. <laughs> well, I'm excited for this week because it is all about NXT with both of us since AEW is doing their Friday Night Dynamite thing at 10 p.m. on, still on TNT, I believe. Uh, NBA, man, getting shit pushed around. But before... Uh, it could be worse. In, could be a dog show. Could be a dog show. It could be on Fox Sports 1, which is like... Not even close to the number of households that TNT or TBS will be on when that move happens. So, you know, there's that. Uh, but before we go any further, I want to actually circle back to last week. Tell you a little story. I didn't even tell you about this. You know, we, we, we do our pick'ems. We did our backlash pick'ems. And if you win, you get to send a promo in to be played on this podcast. And six winners and not one had the balls or stones to send the promo in, including some past winners, so maybe they didn't like what we said. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I was look, contacted look, via the look, post. Look, I'm just going to tell you, like, we are just like, okay, have you ever seen Step Brothers? Everybody's seen Step Brothers. You know at the end, when they finally get their fucking, like, uh, you know, entertainment worldwide or whatever going, and they're doing the karaoke Prestige show? Worldwide. Prestige Worldwide. And it's like, uh, this isn't just some show, like, karaoke thing. You better show up and be able to sing, right? <laughs> and that's what happens on Drive-By Wrestling Podcast. This ain't just, you ain't just show up and fucking like drunk sing here, man. No, you better have some fucking chops or we're going to cut you down. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I got, I was reached out to on one of our posts about the episode and was like, Hey, I thought I, well, I guess I didn't win. And I was like, oh, I'll have to check, man. And I uh, sensed a little saltiness, which I understood, but I then had to explain, hey, you had everything right, but you missed one bonus, and the bonuses actually count, because I try to use them for a tiebreaker, yet somehow that didn't work this time either. I guess it was an easy pick em. He was like, oh, okay, I get it, man. And I said, but you know what? You reached out. Here's the email. Send us a promo. And he did. So we're going to go ahead and roll right into this, Mike. Through the magic of technology, you haven't heard us and will not hear it. Because <laughs> I forgot to send it to you. But we're going to roll into a promo from not the winner, Patrick. And I'm going to mispronounce your last name, buddy. So Gwen, he takes care of it himself. And here he is. Hello, my name is Patrick Sagan, and I am here to tell you that people were too scared to cut a promo, and guess what? I was perfect the entire thing, so what you talking about? Actually, I'm the best at this picking game this week, 
because I was perfect. I was Mr. Perfect. I was like, I was the best. I'm the best there is, the best there was, the best there is, and best there ever will be when it comes to resume backlash. And that's the bottom line because Patrick Sagan says so. And there you have it. Not the winner, our buddy Patrick. And you too can get a promo played on this podcast if you win the pickums and have the balls to send us an email. All right, Mike, you ready for NXT? Yeah, let's do it. I am very ready for NXT. So this is different. As usual, I do NXT. Mike does AEW. We cross-reference. Mike doesn't usually have time to watch both shows, which I totally understand, because I have to squeeze AEW in. But we're NXT-focused, so I will lead into this like always, and I have a feeling Mike's going to have a lot more things to say about NXT this week. All right. So the show started out with uh, some clips from the cross Balor prime target segment they did last week these uh segments are i mean let's just be honest video package promos like wraparounds vtrs whatever the fuck you want to call them wwe probably i mean they're the best at it there's no one that does it better i think we can both agree on that yeah i think we can easily agree on that they've been the best (laughs) for years Yes, I they have this magic where they can, and I notice it at pay-per-views, like, especially because I don't always, I, I tune out to sometimes, not as much as you do, but you can watch a pay-per-view, and if you watched a video package before the match, you didn't even have to watch the last month and a half leading up to it, because they do that good of a job, so that is a credit to them. Uh, and they took clips from this to talk about the hype the main event for the night. Uh, they did do some things different, too, in this episode, which I will try to point out as we go along. Some things that I really liked, and maybe we can get a comment from you. Maybe you didn't even notice them. But uh, coming back from the breaks with the match cards in the corner, did you notice that? No, I actually didn't notice that. Huh. So any match that went to break while in action, when they came back in the right-hand corner, there was... Like a, I almost, I want to say it was orange and black, but I think it was supposed to be yellow and black, but they tinted it so it didn't blend in with the ropes or whatever. It would say like NXT Championship, Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross or uh, whatever the match was. If it was just a standard match, it just said so and so versus so and so. I really liked it because it added to. That was a production thing they did, Mike. That added to it. It, it, it made it feel. All the matches feel like they're more important, and it made it have, I'm going to say this and tread lightly, but it gave it more of a sports feel, if that makes sense. There you go. Yep. So I really enjoyed it. I hope they keep doing this. First time I've ever noticed it, and they do like to try things on NXT, and hopefully it's something that they could use throughout the brands. Another thing they did is they had the announcers outside of the ring before the first match and up on the screen that's in the building, they're previewing, like, the, these are the three big things that are going to happen tonight. And I, I thought that love was pretty cool, that too. the announcers were off a table at ringside. Yes, yes. Off that a table. Awesome. Off a table. Like, you can be at ringside at a table. It's been seen for fucking since wrestling was a thing. Off a table at ringside. And I like how they have them standing tallest to shortest. 
<laughs> you think that was on purpose? I don't know, but it, it almost had to be. When I was looking at it, I was like, this had to be done for an aesthetic purpose. I didn't even pay attention. Hold on. What order were they in? Was it Wade it, Barrett, Vic it, Joseph? Barrett, Joseph, um... Phoenix. Phoenix, in that order, yeah. That's actually the way From they sit at the standing, table, so... Sitting, and, it, and it, they had them lined up too perfectly because they were standing next to the ring. So you had the tall ring... Then you had mm. down to Barrett, then Joseph, then Phoenix. It was almost like a step down from like the ring posts. It was really good right. aesthetic. I really liked it. <laughs> they have them all wearing the same color. Um, yes. I found that interesting also. Yeah, they've never done that before either. So if maybe a little bit of tweaks in presentation. I'm down with all of it. So first match, Mike, we open Shotzi and Ember Moon. Uh, aka Fire Pit versus NXT champion Raquel Gonzalez Fire and her Pit. teammate Dakota Kai. My wife's got red hair, and that's what I call her pussy. <laughs> I love it. All right, Mike, I'm going to let you lead off on this one because I know you're not necessarily a fan of Shotzi. I actually noticed something odd in this match on the other side, and I want to see what you have to okay. say first. Uh, so I'm just going to read you my notes like I'd take them, you know, because, you know, I, I enjoy my notes because it's like a train of thought. It's not, yeah. it's not like note taking. It's my exact thoughts at the moment. So, Shotzi Ember versus Kai Gonzalez. I have a little arrow pointing down from Shotzi Ember to the first line, and this is where it starts. So, Shotzi Ember, cringe. I hate them the way I hate Alistair Black. Um, yeah, bro. So wrong. Yeah, I hate them the way I hate Alistair Black. And maybe not Ember Moon, but like right now, Ember Moon. Um, but, like, I hate them the way I hate Aleister Black. They look like they were created by some emo 14-year-old. Like, Shotzi Blackheart looks like the creator wrestler that every uh, fat goth chick with a Jack Skellington tattoo would make. Um, That's fair. My wife actually said, was she a suicide girl? And I said, I believe that is correct. And she said, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Are, are there listeners was she really? listen to this podcast was she really maybe a suicide don't know girl? who suicide girls are? Google yeah, it. Yeah, she was. Google it, baby. I'm, I'm, Google I'm it. pretty positive. I had a subscription uh, for a while. Go ahead. I had a subscription for a while. No, I'm telling people, Google suicide girls. <laughs> I had a subscription for a while. It's totally worth the money. Um... Dakota Kai has awful ring gear. She appears to be getting dressed by the same people that dressed Miley Cyrus in 2011. Um, huge botch on the Y2J need to the face spot with Moon and Gonzalez. Like, just, this match fucking sucked, man. <laughs> like, like, I, I, I did not, uh, this, ma okay, I do have this. Entertaining when Gonzalez was in the ring. Moon is being wasted. Shotzi is just okay and a cringe factory. Dakota Kai may be my least favorite performer on the entire NXT roster. Unremarkably average in all aspects of the job. Who did you say was your least favorite? Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai. Okay. This I, match, see, so dude, this I, match, and I'm not even going to say it was awful. I'm going to step away from that. But this was not good. This was not fun to watch. It did not entertain me. Entertaining's our word now, right? I was not entertained except when fucking uh, Raquel Gonzalez was in the ring. She's a fucking star in the making. Um, uh, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get it, man. I don't get it with Shotzi Blackheart. Dakota Kai, every time I've ever watched her, has been just completely fucking average. 
Um, in this match, her averageness was especially bad because mm-hmm. Gonzalez is awesome. Ember Moon's a solid hand. Shotzi Blackheart is okay as a wrestler. Like, she's okay. I'll give her that. But, like, everyone in this match just made Dakota Kai look fucking sorry. She looked like an amateur. Ring gear, her fucking hair, her fucking moveset, her fucking ability in the ring. She looked like, like, later on we're going to talk about some women's matches and it's going to be like Frankie Monet versus some chick. Mercedes Martinez versus some chick. And that's how I have it in my notes. And it literally was like, Raquel Gonzalez and some chick taking on Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. That's how I felt. Now, I totally get what you're saying. Um, in my notes, I have... The best thing about see. Dakota Kai is that she gets to fuck uh, Shayna Baszler. And I'm jealous about that. <laughs> like, that's the best I, thing about Dakota Kai. I generally enjoy Dakota Kai. I felt like she was way off this night. I do agree with you on her gear. I've never been a fan of her gear. Um, it's Bro, not, and I'm sorry, like, and like, I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not even saying this to like sexualize her, right? Cause, cause like, mm-hmm. if we're gonna sexualize anyone in this match, it's gonna be the green hair tattoo chick, uh, that was a suicide girl. Um, but, yep, literally, do you remember that, like, do you remember, God, years ago, Miley Cyrus did some fucking performance, and she was wearing, uh, something similar. To what Dakota Kai was wearing. And everybody made fun of it. Like all I could think of. Was she looks just like Miley Cyrus right now. Wearing that. And everybody bashed her for how unflattering it was. And I'm not mm-hmm. trying to sexualize her. But it noticeably makes her like ass cheeks. Squeeze down into like these chicken cutlet things. <laughs> it was just, And here's the thing. She's a good looking girl man. Your, your fucking yeah. ring gear is doing you no favors. And no favors. Yeah, it's no, making I, you look I, amateurish and unattractive. And I would say this about a dude that was wearing the same fucking kind of ring gear that was making him look fucking unattractive. Like, her ring gear ain't getting it done for her, man. And it looks like, first of all, she's a heel. And she's wearing, like, a light pink, like, face outfit almost. Sparkly. Almost. And it just, it just, none of her fucking presentation works for me. No, I, I'm with and I'm you. And I'm saying like this I said, about I the enjoy... ass cheeks in a fully, like, non-sexual way. I want to stress. This is like a notice. It was, like, noticeable like Miley Cyrus when you were like, Miley, what are you doing? You a good-looking girl. Why are you fucking wearing shit that makes you look weird? And that's how I felt yeah. the entire time. Like, like, nothing is, like, you're doing nothing flattering for yourself or your presentation. Raquel Gonzalez, fucking awesome, though. I... I watched this match. I felt like the second half was way better, but I also felt like Dakota Kai was like almost going through the motions and telegraphing every setup. Uh, specifically, there was a spot where yes, she was supposed to rest on the second rope after a move, and she, I am assuming, forgot to go to the rope like through the motion of the move, and then just crawled over there and rested on it. And yeah, there's a lot of things things I've seen in a women's match in in an NXT women's match in forever since maybe Ty Conte was there. So (laughs) it was like, I was like, what's going on? So I enjoyed the beatdown after, uh, I'm a, I a hundred percent disagree with you on Shossi. I love her. I love the way she wrestles, but that's a matter of taste. I don't think it's a, you're not downgrading 
her ability, you don't get her aesthetic. No, I think she's just okay. Like in the ring, yeah, also. I, I, I am, disagree I am, with you. I, am, I think she's very. Good I don't and think she I'm down. With... Don't think I'm downgrading her ability at all. I think I'm grading her perfectly accurately. She's okay in the ring. Like, and I I'm also saying think this because she wrestles with reckless, reckless abandon that reminds me of Mick Foley, and I think that's what I enjoy about her. Uh, might not be good for her career. She looks like, like she has low self-esteem. Uh, well, yeah. um. So anyway, most suicide yeah, girls do not, though. <laughs> was not the best match. I can't find that she actually was, but I believe I heard that somewhere. Anyway, all right. I might be making that up. According to the Drive-By Wrestling Podcast, she was formerly a suicide girl. All right. We roll into a Shane decent Mc- promo Sh- from... Shane, Mc- <laughs> Shane McMahon died in, a, died in a helicopter crash. What was the other weird lie we used to tell on this show all the time? I don't know, but it's not a lie. Shane McMahon did die in a helicopter crash and came back as a That's zombie. That's true. Which now makes sense as to why there were zombies at Backlash. Oh my god, it was Shane brought McMahon. It all, brought it all together. We're going to mention that to AJ and Jim later. They'll be the only two people in the Holy world that fucking understand this fuck. reference at all. Uh, Alan might. Alan might. <laughs> Remember my dude, Alan? <laughs> I do. I'm going to hit him up today on Facebook and be like, bro. Zombie Shane McMahon made those zombies come. He's going to be the only other dude yep. that gets that reference. What's his face, Mike? But we don't talk to him anymore. Um, no, god damn it. What was the thing we used to say on this show all the time? I can't remember. Anyway, go ahead. It'll come. Uh, that's promo what she said. Thatcher and Champa. I like them. I like them as a team. And I feel like this will only lead to... Uh, Champa getting turned on. I liked this. Uh, Thatcher needs to get better at talking. Yeah, but he doesn't need to be with Champa next to him. But That's if he's going to be on his yeah. own, yeah. Yeah, if he's going to be on his own eventually, he's going to have to learn how to talk. Uh, he's going to have to do a little yeah. bit better. Go ahead. We get a quick uh, pre-match hype video for Pete Dunn versus uh, one Robert Fish. Uh, and let's see. That's before the break. And then when we come back... We have the match. Okay, we come back, we go into the match, yeah. So, man, I have in my notes, man, I love watching two guys just beat the shit out of each other. I have, uh, Robert Fish looks out of shape. Holy shit, this was yes. a pretty good match. <laughs> yes, That's yes. literally my notes. I, literally my notes. Uh, I also have, I feel like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Pete Dunn's finisher, the bitter end, is... Very super protected move in NXT. Like I'm trying to think of how many times someone's actually kicked out of it, and I can't really. Think I can't of think of too many. Walter. It's pro. Yeah, it's probably on the borderline. I tell you, another move that's protected as Baron Corbin's end of days. Man, no one kicks out of that shit. Yeah, that's and true. I guess I like that. I, I, I like that a lot. I've watched, watched a Baron Corbin match, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> Getting damn near close he's, to a half decade. He's feuding with Nakamura now because Nakamura stole his stole his crown and said he's the real king and the king of strong style. So there's that. Oh, well, I might look into that. I don't know. So uh, Robert Fish got jumped at the end of this match by Oni Lorcan. Came out. Robert Fish got no help. None. None. I, I wrote in my notes. Okay, another post match beatdown because that's how the first match ended. Although different results, uh, first match the baby faces won and the heels beat him down. Second match the heel won and then the heel continues to beat down. And I wrote, 
I was really waiting for someone to come out and help Robert Fish. Nobody does. No one. Um, so I feel like they did that on purpose since we both noticed it. Yeah. That would be something there. So after that, I got my first taste of Hit Row. Hit Row? Did I put the fucking emphasis on the wrong syllable there? Uh, Hit Row. So, they're wrestlers slash rappers slash singers slash producers. So, Swerve has been doing Ah. promos in a studio for months. And you've seen people walking around him, but you never saw who they were. Which, may, like, clearly this was a plan for a long, long time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, and so, I, I Swerve uh, wrecked this promo. That's the dude sitting down, correct? Yes. Okay. He's a, he's a leader. I have in my notes, the main dude sold the shit out of this. The others were not good. Um, <laughs> this was another cringe fest for me, Mike. Another Really? Another cringe fest for me. Okay. Well, I have... I wrote this down and I cannot find it in my notes. So I don't know if I wrote it in the wrong spot or somehow deleted it. But I know... Oh, no, wait. I got it. Uh, come back to a hit row promo before the match. I actually have... They look big time. They... Didn't all kill it. Swerve is the man. Uh, but they have a big feel. And when I still agree with that. That man. chick started singing, dude. Uh, all their, like, okay, when Swerve's talking, I was totally in for this, right? I was totally mm-hmm. in for this. I'm like, fucking A. I like this guy. Okay. All right. I'm down for this. Um, when everyone else talked, uh, it was cringe. Like, her singing was cringe to me. Um, well, both the singing guys, is in their... I get it. I get it. It's in I, their entrance theme. I So it all kind of comes together. it's all part of everything. But the cringe was... It was the cringe was there for me when she sang. Um, the guys made very forced, like, musical references, I felt, in their promos. And it just, uh, swerve again. Great. I kind of felt like on this, how I felt about Chompa Thatcher. I get what's happening. You got your guy and these other, like, th- th- this dude's learning, right? So I get right. it. I get it. I'm, I also understand that I'm watching essentially a developmental product. Um, mm-hmm. but like for me, it just, it, it was, it was, it was, it was like watching, um, Bro, this is probably pretty accurate right here. It was like watching a Ring of Honor video package. Hmm. Where you're like, where you're like, the first person I've seen say anything negative about them as a faction. You know that? Right on. Right on. I watch things a little harder. It just surprised me. I watch things a little harder. I enjoy Swerve Scott, and here's the thing. I don't hate the gimmick. And I, and I don't hate their look. Like, they've got a good you look. The in, you see I where like the improvement the, needs to be made. Yes, I just think that they're very bad at talking right now. That's fair. It That's wasn't fair. cringy oh, okay, in the I'll way that, that, like, Shotzi Blackheart's cringy to me. Where she comes <laughs> out and screams and roars and shit, and I'm like, uh... Listen, uh back up off my Shotzi Blackheart, okay? It, w- it was cringy to me in the same way that, like, a bad indie wrestling promo is cringy. 
Except for the singing. I, I, that was uh, ill-timed. Yeah, I, I loved it because it ties in. All right. So the reason I missed that uh, in my notes is because we actually got before that, before we went to break, I believe, because we came back from break with the Hit Row promo. Uh, we had a, a, a walking to the ring promo from Mercedes Martinez. It was what it was, but the main thing I wanted to point out is that we, at the end of this promo, we see Boa uh, step out from a doorway and kind of stare at Mercedes, which comes into play later uh, during the match. So Mercedes has a match with Zeta Ramirez. Um, she's the one that got the, the rookie that got the surprise win over Tony Storm yeah, to could... add more fuel to Storm's... Uh, Feud with Zoe Stark. Yeah, when they said that on, uh, the announcer said that, I was like, oh, that's who this is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it wasn't a bad match for either one. I, I've said multiple times I'm not a big fan of Mercedes Martinez, but I actually didn't mind her in this match. Uh, after the victory, the lights go to a creepy red, and Zaya, the leader of Zaya Lee's creepy demon Elysian's power force appears on the screen. The lights go black, and when they come back on, Mike, Mercedes Martinez is marked for death. I'm gonna read you my notes, Mike. This <laughs> was not awful, but it was boring, which actually does in fact make it awful. I did not care for either of these chicks. Some dumb wrestling shit happened after the match. <laughs> I like the marking for death. Uh, we haven't seen much from this faction in the last few weeks, so I don't know if they were waiting to do this or just was like, oh, what do we do? And now they're finding something else. I don't why, know. Why I'm do I like, why do I like Bray Wyatt? I don't know. I don't know either. Cause I, I, cause I hate shit like this in wrestling, but I fucking love Bray Wyatt, but I hate shit well, like Bray Wyatt, but I love I Bray Wyatt, love shit like this but I hate shit like I, this in wrestling. It's one of my favorite things in wrestling. I love paranormal shit in wrestling. I don't know. I'm weird. All right. Let's see. Next, we get the Million Dollar Face-Off, Mike. Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase is in the house. He is going to have a talking to or a confrontation with uh, our instant millionaire Cameron Grimes here, Mike. And... It's it's hard to really do these segments and review these segments. I enjoyed it. We got a nice little swerve with L.A. Knight coming out, uh, asserting himself into the conversation, and it looks like maybe we'll have a little feud between Knight and Cameron Grimes to win over the Million Dollar Man. I am. I, I was thinking that too. I um, first of all, uh, you know how hype I was for this. Uh, I was a little let down. I was a little let down. It, I, it could have been. It, it, it didn't hit for me, man. Like the, like uh, the comedy spots they've been doing over the last few weeks have been hitting for me really well. And um, I was expecting kind of like a continuation on that. And can it, I tell you why was, I think I was? And it was a continuation on that. But man, I don't know. I was just expecting this like really great comedy segment, and it was a good segment. But it wasn't, and that could be on me for building it up too much in my brain, you know what I'm saying? Let me, yeah, here's something that, and this is nobody's fault, and I'm definitely not digging, like, taking a dig at the Million Dollar Man. He ain't got it anymore. I, well, for the segments. He wasn't the Million Dollar Man. 
yes, for the segments that it, the comedy segments I've been doing, it was fine. But seeing him in the ring, he looked more like a preacher than the million dollar man. Because he is a preacher, not the million dollar man. I, I know, I he, know. He was, and just like they're using like the old, the old million dollar man like renders with the bleach, the bleach feathered hair and the dark beard, and it just like. It's the presentation. And like I said, I'm not digging on him. It, it, it's nobody's fault. But I think that that kind of took me out of it a little bit. I enjoyed it. And I still like the idea of him possibly being a manager in NXT. Right? I think that's huge. Yeah. And I think... Um, and I'd say maybe he just needs some time to slide back into the character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's probably real hard to, like... Honest to God, be like a, a pastor slash preacher, whatever you want to call it. For, like, basically the last 25 years, 30 years, and then, and then have to, like, be a scumbag. (laughs) Yeah, makes it a little tough, right? Because let's be real, the Million Dollar Man was a fucking scumbag. I loved it. (laughs) But yeah, this is fun. I like the potential of where this could go, Mike. Uh, yeah. Um, look, man, uh, LA Knight, this got much better when LA Knight came out. Not that it, like, he, he, his, this dude has the greatest combination of promo skills and tight pants that I've ever <laughs> seen on NXT. Uh, it's insane. It's his, pa- his pants are so tight. His pants are they so are tight, super tight. I wondered where his penis was. Um, like, they were so tight, I wondered if, like, when he took them off, if his leg hair all just fell off. Um, <laughs> and then he killed it as, um, just the pull promo. Like, yo, no, man, I'm the million dollar legacy. Holy shit, it was great. I, I, I've been telling you his promo work is out of this world, right? And I mean, Every time that dude has a mic, I I, I have to pay attention because it just it's something I feel like in pro wrestling in general across the board. I mean, MJF is there, too, but I feel like it's a breath of fresh air. Does that make sense? Yeah, man, that's kind of exactly how I felt about him, man. It's just a breath of fresh air. It's just a heel. It's just like, fuck, man, I love this dude. This dude's a fucking dick. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's see. So next, Indy Hartwell is desperately searching for Dexter Loomis in the back. She interrupts the greatest talk show there is, Ever Rise Live. And I have in my notes, I'm convinced Ever Rise is a dig at the Young Bucks. Ever Rise... Why? Because they vaguely resemble them, and they are now acting kind of pompous as the Young Bucks sometimes act, if that makes sense. Okay. And it just it seems like they're just like, oh, they haven't really pushed these guys. Like, they're kind of, they were, I don't want to call them the jobber tag team in NXT, but it's kind of what they are. But now they're giving them merch, they're giving them this show, and it's all kind of to go along with the joke, and I just, I don't know. I could be completely wrong. That's the vibe I get. Uh, Drake shows up, Drake Maverick shows up, and 
shows Indy, hey, I just saw, the last time I saw him, he was in that room over there. She goes in, all the lights are off, she turned the lights on, and it's decorated with pictures that Dexter drew of broken hearts and him massaging her and her calling him a loser, and she is now totally upset. <laughs> and I still love all of this. Um, for soap opery bullshit, I liked this. I like the storyline. Yeah. I like that it involves a crazy person and another crazy person. There's like multiple crazy people. So, you know, it's right up it's right up my alley. Yep. Next we get the debut of Frankie Monet. What'd you th- I'll let you go first. What did you think? Um uh, Frankie Monet versus some chick. Frankie Monet debuting uh impressive entrance. Mm-hmm. Um, NXT always, this is not in my notes, I'm just going, going off on a little side tangent here. NXT always does a really good fucking job of, when they know someone is a star outside of mm-hmm. their promotion, um, Bobby Roode, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Finn, Finn Balor, Finn Balor, um, Kevin Adam Cole. Adam Cole, Kevin Owens. Um, when they know that someone's a star from outside their promotion, um, no disrespect to EC3 and what might have happened there. Um, they <laughs> they generally give them an entrance with a fuck ton of star power, and this shit had. Yep. A- Fuck ton of star power to it. It was an impressive debut overall. Um, lots of yelling. I don't, I didn't, I don't know how I feel about all the yelling she did. Um, <laughs> but she's got an impressive look, an impressive skill set. My favorite part of the whole fucking match though, my favorite part of the whole entire NXT episode, the whole NXT episode, my favorite part of it is Frankie Monet hits her finisher, and Beth Phoenix goes, well, that looked familiar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, that's fantastic. Uh, I have a... <laughs> my favorite part of the whole two hours of television, that one line from Beth Phoenix. <laughs> I have in my notes, <laughs> I have in my notes, uh, Frankie Monet debuts, I was really impressed. Great presentation for entrance and everything involved. Really appears really good in ring. She faced Cora Jade and beat her, so Super Smarks are probably really mad. Because, <laughs> you know, when NXT uses a talent who I believe she's like 19 or 20 and has some indie cred to her, doesn't matter who beats them. When they lose their first big match on TV, they're just burying them and don't know how to use them. Right, Mike? No, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> Any indie dog. Yeah, I was, I was impressed. I'm, uh, I, I think this is a strong addition to their already very strong, uh, women's roster. We then get a GYV promo from the Grizzled Young Vets. It's a promo. I'm not gonna really go over it. I just like these guys a lot. And then we get an Imperium promo, which I do want to touch a little bit on. Uh, Walter saying there's no, room for weakness in Imperium that Alexander will failed and had to be removed. He then tells Marcel Bartel and Fabian Ackner 
They must avenge their loss to Brizango. He then specifically says that they are showmen and you guys are wrestlers. And I also have they're making Walter appear as Supreme Leader Snoke Professional wrestlers. He called them professional wrestlers. Yep. 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 And he's Supreme Leader Snoke from Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's totally Supreme Leader Snoke. Definitely. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I love it. I love this. Uh, I like that he called them by their first names. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. It actually threw me off a little bit. It felt like, um, I don't know. I don't know. It just felt different. Yeah. No, it made it feel more personal, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's see. Then we get, uh, Bronson Reed and Ring promo talking about his victory and new North American championship run. He's interrupted by Legado del Fantasmo. Escobar wants to challenge for that title. Um, yeah, man, give me this match. I'm ready for it. The promos between the two were very entertaining. I like Escobar. I like his character. Uh, the three of them try to take advantage of the numbers, but MSK, our NXT Tag Team Champions, come out to even the odds and make the save. Uh, this segment was fine. Uh, let's see. That's exactly where I was at with it, man. It was fine. It was just fine. Yeah. It was just, it yeah. was fine. Bronson Reed. It was fine. Needs some promo work. He does, but I think that that's kind of why it was. I think Escobar's a good promo, and I like every time that he talks. Hey, man, once like, Escobar came out and started talking, I was pretty into that shit. I, I mm-hmm. like, I like this guy. I like, I like rich dickhead arrogant heels. He yep. hits all, he yep, hits all the, fun. the boxes for me. <laughs> Then we get a little uh, info from Commissioner Regal. He appears on screen, announces that the winner of the title match tonight, the main event, will go on to face the winner of a triple threat match next week. He says that he's a uh, he's been scanning, like scouting the roster, seeing who deserves it, and there will be a triple threat match between Kyle O'Reilly, Johnny Gargano, and Pete Dunne to decide the number one contender. The winner will face well. It'll be carrying cross, spoiler alert, at uh, NXT in your house. And then, Mike, we roll into the main event. Yeah, I'm just going to read my notes and then you can go into what you have. Um, okay. I have brilliant match. These two have great chemistry. I love the back and forth and submission exchange exchanges. The boot cross gave to the back of Finn Balor in the corner looked brutal. I also love Cross grabbing the ref's arm while in the triangle to keep himself from passing out. And then I have, where does Finn go from here? I didn't take any notes during this match, just because I just wanted to watch it. Um, that is totally fair and understandable, man. This was a pretty good match. This was a pretty good fucking match. I don't think it was brilliant. Um... But, they told a really good fucking story in the ring. A really good fucking story. Um, the match, realistically, itself was about 12 minutes long. And, I thought that was, uh, maybe like two minutes short. Um, but, uh, what they did with 12 minutes was fucking spectacular. Um, mm-hmm. 
like you said, the submission exchanges, there was a real point where I thought Karrion, or Killer, or Karrion Cross was going to pass out. Like, I really did. I was like, holy shit, mm-hmm. are they really going to do this? So if you can, and, and, and I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, at no point did I think Finn Balor was going to win this match. So when that happened, I was like, God damn. They got me really invested in this. Um, I don't know what they do with Finn Balor after this, though. So, I've heard... He might have to go back to the main roster. Oh, I've heard... It's interesting you say that, because we haven't discussed this. I've heard that Raw Creative Team has been lobbying to get Finn Balor back for months now. And that NXT does not want to give him back. <laughs> Finn himself has said he does eventually want to go back to Raw or SmackDown. Um, but he's also very happy at NXT right now. So, I don't know, man. But it sounds like NXT doesn't want to give up uh, the Prince. And I don't blame them. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. I... <laughs> Where's Adam Cole? You know what I mean? Like, there's stories to be told here uh, that could intertwine some of these guys. You know, I, I don't know. You know I'm where not Adam, saying that that's you know even where, a thing. You know where I'm Adam Cole is? You know where Adam Cole is? I'll tell you where, where? Adam Cole is. Adam Cole is in Jacksonville, Florida, because he ain't about to fucking not be there to witness his girl win the goddamn AEW Women's Championship this weekend. Oh, man, she better. Hold on, we will get into that. Mike, is there overall thoughts? Because I want to know, am I too easy? Because I told you, let me see exactly what I told you here. I think you're In too the text. Easy. I said, hold on. I said, thing is with NXT, because you said... You had only watched it up to the Mercedes match, and you said you haven't been blown away, but it, you expect it back have to be better. I said the thing with NXT is the shows aren't always blow-away shows. They're just usually never bad. And like, I still stand by that. I would probably choose to watch... Like, I don't know what's going to happen on AEW this week, right? Mm-hmm. But But I would probably choose to watch that over this show. Just really. Um, here's the deal, man. NXT got too fucking like main rostery. Um, I liked the see, like for all AEW's talk about um wanting to be like compared to a real sport, the closest mm-hmm. the wrestling's been to a real sport. On like a large scale level over the last 10 years was NXT about three to five years ago. Mm-hmm. Their stories were quite simply, I'm fucking better than you. If you think I'm, if you think you're, I'm not, then all you have to do is come get in this ring and prove me wrong. But right now I've got this mm-hmm. belt and it says I'm better than you. And that's pretty much what NXT stories were built upon. Which is pretty much the basis for all sports, right? Um, now we got fucking death marks getting left on people. And a bitch with green hair and her part werewolf friend riding a tank to the ring. And 
Cameron Grimes out here as a Bitcoin millionaire. And it's like, for whatever about AEW and all its fucking problems, man, I just want to watch two people that don't fucking like each other. And have like a grudge and don't need any extra bullshit and go out there and wrestle. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of extra bullshit on AEW, right? But I mean, it's, you definitely didn't pick this episode apart like you do AEW. It's I didn't, but also, man, like the highs for this episode weren't as high for me as the highs on AEW. The the bad on this wasn't near as bad as the bad on AEW. I will say that. That's right? kind of that's kind of how I look at it. I will I, give like, you that a hundred percent. The bad on this show not near as bad as the bad on AEW, but the bad on AEW is like my kind of bad. You know, like <laughs> I watch indie wrestling. Um. I watch death matches. I watch New Japan. I watch fucking if Paradigm Pro. I watch. I like, so it's bad that like I don't know. I guess I'm I'm calloused to like AEW's bad or like the indie wrestling bad. Like it's that's their problem is that they're a fucking indie mm-hmm. wrestling company. That's what their bad is. The A, like the WWE bad is, uh, like the plotting and the storylines and the characters. Like, you probably won't often hear me talk a whole lot of shit about a WWE match. Or their production or any of that. It's plotting and storyline and characters I generally have a problem with. And so, I think, um, that is why I would still choose what is admittedly a poor product in AEW. That makes me feel a little more justified. But I don't think this show is near as fucking <laughs> fucking great as you make it out to be every week. Well, I enjoy it though. I'm entertained by it all. Yeah, because see, right? I like a different style right? of wrestling. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I like AEW better. And do I pick AEW but, part more? Yes, but I'm also, admittedly, that type of human being. But I also enjoy AEW and they just are easier to pick apart at the same time. Right. And, and I'm not saying kind I didn't of been... enjoy this show. I just, it's not the wrestling that hits for me. And it's just, and, and as I said, it's just not as easy to pick apart. It is what it is. Uh, and you're right. Good. It, I feel a I'll little more that. It's not as easy to pick apart. But well, I also feel like I didn't get a fair glimpse at things that I could pick apart. Well, we've got at least a couple more weeks of this because I believe it's going to be late into June when they're able to go back to Wednesday because of some of these NBA playoff things. So we will see from there. Mike, let's take a real quick break and come back and fly through these uh, matches that are going to happen at Double or Nothing. Hang tight. We'll be right back.
Now back to the two sexiest bald men talking wrestling on the interwebs. This is Drive-By. All right, Mike, Double or Nothing is this week, or this weekend. Are you watching? I will be watching it live. Yes, I will be. Sorry, I, like, got up to get a drink of water. Um, I, uh, I didn't think you were going to call me in so soon. Yes, I will be watching it live. Will I be doing something on the Facebook page? I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. I I don't, I don't like that pressure. I'm gonna be honest, man. I really want to watch this. I'm, I'm also gonna be honest. I'm not paying fifty dollars or sixty dollars to watch it, so we'll see how this goes. Um, but let's quickly go over these. Serena Deb Deeb is facing Riho. Uh, this is for the NWA Women's Championship. That's that title's not changing, right? Well, interesting you say that. Um. I have seen some rumors floating around the, uh, the Japanese internet wrestling scene that, uh, possibly there is. I don't think there is. I think they're just rumors. Um, but I, it would be remiss of me to not say that I saw a couple rumors floating around today. But again, I think they're nothing more than rumors. Yeah. Also, I'd have to go with that. Also, when they added this match, I was like, "Ah, fuck! This makes me way less inclined to want to purchase this pay per view." <laughs> just gonna go in order. These are on Wikipedia. Uh, Kenny Omega, champion, defending the AEW World Championship in a triple threat match against Orange Cassidy and Pack. I mean, no, no one's beating Omega right now. No. <laughs> Sheeta, the AEW Women's Champion, defending her title against Britt Baker. Oh, sorry, Doctor Britt Baker with DMD. Uh, DMD with Rebel, not Reba. Uh, <laughs> again, this is Britt Baker's match to lose. If she does not win this title in this match, I don't know what you do with her at this point. Nah, you fucked up. Yep. Uh, and let's put it this way. If she doesn't win this title and or nothing cool happens out of it, we're going to start the show off pretty hot next week, Mike. Yeah, it's going to open. It's going to be our opening segment. <laughs> uh, Cody Rhodes defending the honor of America against those awful British uh, fighting Anthony Agogo in a singles match. Cody has said on the media call I was reading just a little bit ago. Uh, this is a statement match for him, Mike. He also workshops his promos for weeks. He also said that that was... It wasn't workshopped. He didn't have a focus group. He misspoke. (laughs) Uh, If he worked on that for weeks, I'm... Motherfucker literally said focus group. I know, but he said he misspoke now. Probably because he got some backlash. Ah! Casino Battle Royal, which will probably be on the pre-show. I don't know why it's listed number five on here. I am not going to name every person in this. Who's your favorites to win, and who do you think will be the mystery person? Uh, fuck. You're probably looking at favorite to win. Uh, I don't know. Christian Cage? Okay. Uh, mystery person? 
That's a good question. <laughs> I'm also going to say Christian Cage. Um, mystery person. I don't know, man. Rich they Swan. haven't hyped it up, so maybe it'll be someone huge. Who'd Rich, you say? Rich Swan. Well, yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who it's going to be. It's going to be CM Punk. Uh, uh, it's always Punk. That's always the answer. Hangman. Right? He's never coming back yeah. to wrestling, but that's still always the answer. It's Batista. Yep. Hangman Page versus Brian Cage. Uh, I mean, I think Hangman has to get his win back here. I think that's the story we're building him to Omega. Uh, do you agree? I uh, yeah. Yes, Hangman Page will be the guy that takes the belt from Omega, just as MJF will be the guy who takes the belt from Page. Yeah, yep. I, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Miro, TNT champion, defending his title against Lance Lance Archer. I have a horrible time combining his first and last name. Uh, with Jake the Snake in his corner. Um, this match is going to be devastating for both of them, no matter the outcome. Yeah, no matter the outcome, it really sucks for someone's fucking standing in this company in their career. They never should have been booked together. I think Miro wins, and Lance just slides I do too. down the card. I, it's 100% what I think happens. Yep. Lance Archer is the Alexander Rusev of AEW. <laughs> wow. He's, he's going to go to WWE and play video games when he first arrives. Oh. Uh, Mike's favorite match of the night, the Stadium Stampede most likely cinematic match. Uh, the Pinnacle versus the Inner Circle. Nice. Uh, excited about that. Inner Circle... Jericho lost last year. He's got to get his win back here, right? I don't think they oh. break up the inner circle. We, I was going to say yes with the stipulation that inner circle has to disband. They're not going to do that. Yeah, inner circle wins. Um, Sting in ring tagging with Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. I just hope Sting makes it out okay. And I'm not being ignorant or sarcastic. I'm literally meaning that with all my heart. This will probably be a cinematic match, too. No, it's not supposed to be. Oh, really? It's uh, supposed to be in ring. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, Sting, Sting and Darby, they go over. Uh, let's see. What probably should be the main event? Uh, AEW tag team title match, Young Bucks champions defending, it says with Don Callis, defending against John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, a team some people were referring to as the Wild Things. Uh, this is a little tougher for me, because I feel like Mox and Kingston have a ton of momentum. I also feel like it's not the time to take the title off the Young Bucks unless you're starting a splinter story with that group already. Which would also not shock me, so I think Kingston and Moxley win. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't think Kingston and Moxley win, but AEW does hate tag teams, so <laughs> they hate actual tag teams, and they love the thrown together tag teams, right? Um, yeah, they love thrown together tag teams. <laughs> It is a little bizarre. 
Uh, the card looks really good, Mike. Like I said, this is the first one that I've... The, the first show that I've really been like, man, I if I had the extra money, I'd actually plop it down. Which is still not true, because I still wouldn't spend $50 on a pay-per-view when I now get all of them on WWE for free. Totally free. Included in my cable, Mike. No shit? Yeah, Peacock. Oh, that's right. You premium, said that. You've told me Premium that. tier, four ninety nine with ads. I can watch an ad every now and again, Mike, for free wrestling. Yeah, fuck it, right? <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say to these fine, fine people before we go? I was going to bring some stuff up, but I know we're getting close on time, so... No, I don't have anything. Uh... No, I don't have anything. I'll tell you something let me, off, off air, though. Let me ask you this real quick. Is it weird that Jim Ross said Randy Orton is the best wrestler currently in professional wrestling, and all of a sudden the entire AEW roster was on Twitter defending Kenny Omega? Yeah, I thought that was super weird. Why do they do that? I don't know, man. Like, it's okay. He's, like, he can... He was really weird to me. I don't. I didn't get it either. It was really. Weird. Could you imagine if every time some talking head said something shitty about WWE, they all went to Twitter to defend themselves and their orders? It's wild. <laughs> I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We will catch you next time. You guys are beautiful. We love you. Have a good week. New episodes of Drive By are available every Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Amazon Music, and everywhere podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drivebypod. And follow us on Twitter at drivebypod. This has been a presentation of the Nearfall Network. Until next time, bye.